Well, good morning, everyone. Glenn Geek here. In an effort to keep the serious side of the coronavirus coverage out of horses in the morning, I will be doing these very short pre-show segments to keep you informed. If you don't want to hear them, just skip ahead about a minute and enjoy some fun with Jamie and I this morning on Horses in the Morning. A couple of announcements for you. I will continue my Facebook posts, written posts, every morning on uh, Horses in the Morning Horse Radio Network and my personal page, some serious and some not so serious. And if you want to see a picture of me, what I look like when I get up in the morning and write them at 4 o'clock, then you can check that out today. Plus, we now have a set schedule for the Facebook Live coronavirus shows at 5 p.m. Eastern every night on the Horses in the Morning Facebook page. Tonight, we have Maggie, co-founder of Trickery Wealth, uh, back with us to update us on our finances and how all of that is going since she was on two weeks ago. And we have Auditor Susanna on with us, who is a EMT, and she's going to tell us what it's like from the EMT perspective out there. Tomorrow, we have Julie from the American Horse Council. She runs things over there at the American Horse Council. And Haley, who operates a barn that is closed to boarders. Tune at 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Horses in the Morning Facebook page every night this week. We are also working on some very special events for you, like the concert. Guys all seemed to enjoy that last time, so we have some more special events coming up as well. And of course, all the regular Horses in the Morning shows are continuing as usual. If you want to get lost in dressage or in cocktails or in eventing, check those shows out as well. Uh, Equine Clicker, Horsemanship Radio, just on and on and on. Now on with Horses in the Morning. This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for March 30th, episode 2402, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, Horse World. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Well, I used to not like when he would tell me what day it was. (laughs) But now I appreciate it because I don't know what day it is. Oh, it's Monday. Okay. Does it matter what day it is? I was going to say, that's kind of irrelevant. This whole bumper is kind of irrelevant now. Yeah, we need to get to something else where he's like, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> you know, when, when remember when Bill Murray is laying in bed and put your little hand in mine. <laughs> That's what needs to come up and be like, it's Groundhog Day. <laughs> That's, That's what we need. That's what we need. I need to make a new bumper. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've worked at home for almost 20 years, Jennifer and I together at home. And, uh, you know, I got to tell you, over the weekend, I was, I was even getting a little stir crazy because we'd go out to dinner a lot. And I, I so I thought, I'll go yesterday. I thought, I'm going to go drive around. But it was like, well, I can't go anywhere. 
so what would I do? And then I ended up not even driving around. So I don't even know if there's anybody out in the world right now, especially when you live on farms like us, not near, you know, we don't see any traffic. We live in a development of horse farms. So I rode my bike yesterday, though, didn't see one car. It's kind of nice. It's amazing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's just a little bit crazy. My arena is right by a road and there's just nobody going down the road. Just really quiet. And I mean, it's, it's fine, but I, I'm so bored. And you know what? I'm going to give you a parent confession here. My son <laughs> needed a haircut. Okay. And so he's just, I mean, he has like Lego hair, right? Like, it's just like this, like mop sitting on top of his head. So I don't have any like regular human clippers. So I called my mother-in-law and I'm like, do you guys have any clippers? She's like, mm, I'm sure I can find some somewhere. So she sets them out. I don't get to actually see them, you know, like they like wave at me through the window. And so I pick up these clippers. Glenn, from I swear 1942. They're from 1942. <laughs> I mean, and, I, and so I'm like, are these going to work? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> so I get back home and I'm like, well, at least it's a guard because, you know, that's kind of what you need to cut kids hair guard, you yeah. know. And uh, yeah, they don't work. So <laughs> what's mama got to do? Buzzed out the body clippers with no guard. And so Lucas currently has a head shaved from the neck all the way to like the top where it starts to go over. And then he's just got like a mop. <laughs> I swear to God. Do you remember when like we were kids and like parents would put a bowl on yes. top of their kid's yes. head and cut around it? That's pretty much what I did. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, he's got a bowl cut and I did it myself and uh, I did it with horse clippers. So there, you'll never say, you know, I'm building character, Glenn. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Everybody's as building character right now. I think I do it get my haircut with clippers, even at the, at the haircut place. They yeah. cut it with clippers, but I'm they have the guards. Sure they don't shave it. <laughs> yeah, they have the like, guards. I, I just had no choice. I was like, well, I got to cut this. And he and he reaches back and feels, he's like, oh my gosh. I'm like, don't worry about it. We're saving on shampoo. Trust me. It'll be fine. It's funny how we all think about those things, that the little things like shampoo and how many Kleenexes. And I just ran out of a box of Kleenex and I went, oh, there goes another box. Uh, you know, because it's like, you still can't. And why are there still no toilet paper and Kleenexes and paper towels in the stores yet? I don't, I don't get know. That. Oh, well, the shampoo thing, all women can identify with this. When you get your hair cut, you, you know, you use a, a big blob of shampoo and then you get your hair cut. Say you get, you know, even just as little as a couple inches cut off your hair, you go in the shower and use that same blob and then you cover your head and you're like, oh my God, I used way too much shampoo. <laughs> That you don't need that much, just a little bit, but you you're so accustomed, your muscle memory is to you know <laughs> squirt it out, and then you don't need anything. So I was like, hey, buddy, when you shower, you're not going to need that much shampoo. Of course, he like uses you know yeah, half. <laughs> you know what I else think- I learned? You don't need a lot of. They lie to you on the laundry detergent bottles. So we get the liquid. And it calls for like a half a cup or a whole cup. I've been putting like four tablespoons. Like an eighth of what they call for, the clothes are coming out just fine. They've been lying to us all these years. Yeah, you do that with toothpaste too. Like in the commercials, it's like a whole like giant slug on your toothpaste. You don't need that much. But I would like to point out, just because you brought up laundry detergent, what I do for laundry detergent, because when you go to buy laundry detergent, they're those ginormous plastic 
tubs and they're yes. a pain to carry around. They take up half your cart and they're it's just, it's just so much plastic that there's a company called Drops, D-R-O-P-P-S dot com. And they are detergent pods and they also have um, pods for your dishwasher and they send them to you and they come in this tiny little recyclable box and, and I subscribe to it and it comes every three months and drops.com more than the store no and and there's no plastic and so you, you huh. don't feel like you're contributing to the waste that's going into the landfills or not getting recycled even though you're recycling it so anyway check it out drops.com oh, okay. you're welcome um what's and coming that up was on, not a paid commercial that was not <laughs> a paid commercial that is just what i do to make the world a better place um on today's Glenn, show, coming up on today's show. On today's show, Glenn tries to talk. My voice is still a little weak. We'll see how this goes. On today's show, we learn about carriage distance driving from Julie Forsyth, who just won a competition here in Florida, and that's something I think Scooter and I could do because it doesn't require remembering any courses or anything. Olympic eventer uh, Jessica Phoenix is going to be back with us, and she shares what she's up to in quarantine in Canada. And Deanne from Horse Nation is here to chat about some interesting stories and equestrian first world problems will be up shortly right after Daily Winnies. Well, my Daily Winnie... Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> my Daily Winnie is uh, for... Auditor Sarah Gross has a birthday today. Only one today. So, Sarah, you are on your own today. I hope that somebody can make you a cupcake or that you had something to make a cake or a piece of chocolate, something in the house, anything, a candle. Uh, but happy birthday to you. Also, Jamie, I took a look. I hadn't done this in a while. And I took a look at the Patreon. That's the uh, place where auditors contribute. And I thought, you know, other. I heard other shows were saying their Patreons were down and things. And, and I was almost afraid to look at ours. Um, because that part of that's your paycheck, too. Uh, and I got to tell you, we have the most amazing listeners. Some listeners, and rightly so, because they're losing their jobs and things, have had to drop their pledges, like down to the minimums and things like that. And then other auditors have really stepped up and increased pledges a whole lot. So, our, you know, our our uh, month is actually up this month. So we're one of very few uh, companies that is seeing their, their pledges actually rise a little bit. Now, that might change over time. And, you know, we understand. It, whatever oh, your thanks, situation guys. is, we get it. Uh, cause we're there too. You know, it's not that we're not there, you know, also. So, you know, and we're here for you. You guys have supported us for a long time. So no matter what you pledge, we're there to support you guys. So, but thank you so much for stepping up. The other thing I noticed too is our numbers. All podcasting numbers are down and they're attributing that to people not driving to work, which makes oh. sense, right? They don't have, you know, I'm, I'm probably not listening to as many podcasts just because I'm producing so many right now, but the number of listening hours is down. However, ours is down, probably from people not listening at work, but the number of listens is up, which means our regular listeners are now going back in and listening to more back episodes of shows. So our numbers are up, but our per episode count is down. <clears throat> so that that's just an interesting thing for all of you podcast weenies out there who uh, <laughs> <laughs> that we've that we've discovered with our listeners but thank you all to the auditors out there you guys are terrific
I usually do something ridiculous or silly as my daily Winnie, but I actually wanted to do something fairly serious. And I, it was brought to my attention during um, my collecting first world problems. And uh, y'all know who you are, but man, we have some auditors and that are just the best kind of people. And I'm not talking about pledges. I'm talking about people that are on the front lines for this COVID-19 crisis that we have. There are so many nurses that listen to our show. We have an ex- exorbitant amount of nurses and medical professionals. <laughs> I, it's just amazing. And I just wanted to give my daily winning out to them because they are, you know, not only going to work, they're, it, they're just right on the front lines and not even just the nurses, the people that are working in the stores and the people that are, you know, providing services. And, you know, and my husband in, in that, yeah, people are still flying. There are still planes in the air, not as many, not as many people, but there are still people that are serving other humans right now where so many people are afraid of other humans. There are people that are out there doing it. And the nurses, y'all are just the the best kind of people. I, I, I always think about when there's a crisis, what Mr. Rogers said and, uh, to how he talked to children about crises when bad things are happening in the world. Don't look at the bad things that are happening. Look for the helpers. And this is kind of one of those moments where I'm, I'm looking at the helpers and y'all are just incredible. And I wanted to thank all of you. So well, I, you the, know what else I'm going to throw into that mix is everybody that works at a grocery store. I mean, that's what I'm talking about. People yeah, that serve and people geez. that are dealing with delivery drivers, with you know, I, and, Working the warehouses at Amazon and all the others. It's just, yeah. And on a side note, the people that put in my doorknobs in my house over the weekend, thank you. <laughs> Speaking of which, are you going to get to move in on schedule in the next, well, it should be a week or two from now? Well, I mean, you can't be more socially distanced than, you know, being one guy working in a house that nobody's <laughs> in. So, sure. yeah, the people are actually still showing up for work for that. We had the, the guy put in the doorknobs and then the guy put in the the handles on the, you know, kitchen cabinets. It's just amazing all the little details that get put in to a home that you don't think of. Like, I literally had to go pick out doorknobs. And you know what's really crazy is I go, I'm like, okay, well, I got to pick out doorknobs. Well, let's go with this one with this one. And I don't know, this doorknob and this door. And she goes, I just want to let you know that most people just pick one doorknob and they use that through the entire house. And I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) (laughs) This one will do. Okay. It's a freaking doorknob. Like, it's crazy. So, um, yeah, I I was really stressed out about that. And thank God that's not part of the case. So. You're learning so much in this whole process. Oh, anybody that's done this before, that you also get my daily winning. Because <laughs> I, I mean, talk about the biggest first world problem ever. Like, oh my god, I have to pick out so much stuff for my new house. Like, well, you know. But seriously, so when do you it, move in? They're saying, you know, in April. Okay. And that's another equestrian first world problem is that like I'm stuck in this tiny home with a six year old where I could be stuck in a big home, you know, organizing and moving in, but I can't yet because it's not done. But this would be like perfect time next month. Can y'all just postpone well, we just the coronavirus? Down to the end of April, so uh, president signed that yesterday. So you're good. You have time. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, Thanks. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thrilled. <laughs> Well, since I let out with all those equestrian first world problems of my own, I will uh, go and uh, 
decide where are my photos there we go of uh i'll i'll, I'll let you guys know what y'all's first word problems are we'll share them and, be cathartic and let's just clarify that we understand that uh the an equestrian first world problem is a a really first world problem we get if it. you have an equestrian problem yeah. it is a first, first world, world problem. problem i mean you have horses you're pretty you, privileged in that respect Yes, we all know that, Glenn. We all know how awesome we are and how lucky we are. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And remember, y'all listen to this to not listen to, like, actual news. So So we're here to just... That's later in the day. I'll be doing that at 5 (laughs) o'clock. Yeah, the rest of it, yeah. The rest of your day can be designated to other, you know, important things. Right now, just this is like uh, cotton candy for your brain. Uh, Nana says that... Wait, 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 uh, write that down. (laughs) Cotton candy for your brain. I like that. It's a new tagline for horses in the morning. <laughs> I watch way too much SpongeBob. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Nana says that she's quarantined with her horse at home, but there's no arena and they keep closing down parking lots and regional parks. So I'm down to it, like a limited number of trails. <laughs> if I ride one more loop around my pasture, I'm going to lose it. You could ride on the road now. There's no traffic. That's true. (laughs) Colleen says, I've been having so much fun teaching my lame horse tricks that I don't feel like riding my sound horse. (laughs) Jane says, I received listening to equine clicker. (laughs) (laughs) I received a 40% off any item coupon from my local tax store and I'm dying to use it. But now I have to work from home all week and I can't go until next Saturday, but everybody else is going to be there. And then I can't practice safe social distancing. (laughs) Ours is uh, our our tax shop. I don't know about yours, but our tax shops now you can just call and that's what Jennifer did on Saturday. They put it put it out at the curb. Where's the fun in that? <laughs> I like to browse. If I, it's like going to the grocery store, I don't know what I need. I need to walk around and look at it. Yeah, we've been Jeez. ordering takeout on that too. Bailey says that the government is sending out checks for relief, but instead of spending it on my horse, my husband is making me save it just in case. You know what? It's amazing how shocking it is. All the articles that tell you how to spend your money. Like yeah. suck it. Yeah, it's my money. true. Right now, I think saving it is a good idea, actually. Jennifer says, I, just, <laughs> I like this one. I just got a new to me golf cart and my husband bought it and customized it for me. And it has a USB port, but it doesn't work. <laughs> Dude. On that same note, I have my little beetle that I love so much, and it has USB ports too, and they don't work either. And I can't, and you know what? That USB ports don't work, and I can't figure out how to change the time. <laughs> so it's like 1120. Hey, you know, it's like 12 you have hours. You VW that the heat works. Be, be, be thankful. You know, but it doesn't have a heated steering wheel, Glenn. <laughs> You're lucky you heat it all. None of ours <laughs> ever had heat. <laughs> Claire says my woolly mammoth of a horse is shedding. And while riding today, I had so much hair stick to my gloves, arms, and shirt that I had nowhere to wipe my sweaty face. And people <laughs> pointed out that your horse is now helping you not touch your face. That's true. <laughs> Although yesterday I've been, you know, I, I got those grooming gloves which are amazing that a bunch of listeners yeah. suggested that yeah. I get. And they're ridiculously amazing. But yeah, the, the hair gets all the way up your arms now, yeah. which didn't do it when does. you had a brush. Those work great, though. They really and I was do. eating a sandwich, and I looked down at my sandwich, and I was like, oh, I'm going to need some tape <laughs> to get off all the hair off the top piece of bread. <laughs> we should be, horse people should be immune from all viruses, if you think about it. We really shouldn't get any of them. 
Claire says, I have to pick one of my horses to take out of training since my hours are cut, but they're doing so well. I don't want to. <laughs> I can't have two horses in full training. Haley says, so my husband and I both work from home and are self-isolating, which means I can't buy horse stuff online anymore because he's always home. <laughs> he's going to see it. Juliana says, I went from six-figure debt. I, oh, I went into six-figure debt to get a doctorate as a nurse and an anesthetist Ugh. so that I can fund my horse addiction well into the future. But my graduation ceremony was canceled, and now I can't get pictures taken in that stupid, poofy doctor commencement hat. <laughs> Baby, you come on over. We'll take pictures of you. It's all right. Congratulations. A lot of lost their graduations, isn't there? What happens to seniors in high school? Do you know? Dude, it's just kind of like done, I think. Yeah, but I mean, do they get to graduate? I mean, you don't get to walk. Like, there's, but I mean, do they get to graduate? Because they didn't finish their year, do they? They're still, I, from what I re understand, they're still going to just kind of like pass everybody. Yeah, well, well, they'd have to go. Who wants to go back an extra year when you're a senior? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what? We're going to do this again, guys. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I know so you have applied to colleges yeah. and probably gotten in already. Yeah. But remember, the, the last three months of your senior year is like P.E. Yeah, that's true. Typing. Basket weaving. Yeah, that, you're right. <laughs> Carrie says, I entered an online dressage show, but because of how my indoor is set up, I couldn't put my camera right at the center line so the judge couldn't see that we totally nailed the center line and the halt, and my score is lower than it should have been, and we're currently in second place instead of first. Ugh. By the way, there must be 1,000 online horse shows right now. I need to get in, involved in that. Do they have like a, a horse show for horses that have been ridden twice? Yeah. The crazy, <laughs> the, the, the crazy rescue horse show. <laughs> <laughs> if there isn't, they should start it. Um, Sharon says that my horses have a nice long pad, large paddock in California has hardly had any rain this season, but they're still coming into their stalls to poop. Oh my God. Zara comes into her stall to pee. Why? You have five acres of a field and she has to walk into the barn to pee. It makes me crazy. If you can figure that out, Sharon, please let me know. Elizabeth says, I had to do maintenance on an electric fence today and I didn't get to ride. And my mare, who like loves to work, looked at me with total disdain. <laughs> Are you sure that wasn't happy pleasure that you saw in her face? Lisa says today was finally beautiful in Virginia and the sky was blue and the sun came out to drive the mud. It was nearly 70 degrees and the flies. Oh my God, they were everywhere. How do they do that? Right? How do they do that? Our flies are ridiculous right now. How does it snow and you get freezing temperatures all winter long and, and it's like they just wake up. Two I'm days sure later. We're here. Science would oh, answer it, that question, but I don't want to know the answer. I just want to be like completely shocked on how that happens. It's also Florida. You know how everything here stings and bites and tries to kill you? Yeah. Uh, well, we now have these little, it's this season, where the little yellow caterpillars, and they're hairy, and they're about an inch long. Oh, come yeah. Out, and, but they're, they, when you touch them, they sting you. So they're stinging little yellow caterpillars. So when you go to open the gate, you have to be very careful because you put your hand around them and you get stung. And it, it well, stings for a day. I was going to say don't touch them, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you don't see them. You go to open a gate, you go to, you know, unhook a latch and they're there. It's like, you oh. know what? A side note um, of animals doing weird things. I walked out into my hay room and I was like, what is that noise? 
there's some sort of weird noise on top of my roof and in in the gutters and i realized i have t- i have two ducks right <laughs> and at times they don't come fly back to the coop at night but they seem fine yeah it's cuz they're roosting on the roof of my hay shed which is very tall and I'm realizing that there's probably 150 eggs up there in my gutters. <laughs> You're going <laughs> to have now duckies. I've gotta out, no, they're, they're both girls, but they oh, still okay. lay. So now I've probably got like 100 rotten eggs on my <laughs> hay roof, my barn. And now how the hell am I going to get up there? to Chad, <laughs> need you to get some eggs down. Thanks. Um <laughs> Kimberly says, as I was leaving my property to go out on the trails, I met up with some friends and some neighbors, but my horses walk is so much bigger than their quarter horses that by the time they turned off, on a, they turned off on another trail. And by the time my warm blood and I realized it, they were gone. <laughs> Social distancing. Maybe they were gone in, uh, uh, intentionally. He's a big warm blood up there. Remember the little short strided quarter horses. They were probably like, Cam! Cam! <laughs> yeah, she's gone. <laughs> like our neighbor Ricky Bobby, the mini keeping up with us when we go out. Mary, this is this is a problem. Um, I'm sure I have it. She says, I'm sure I have an appointment for something tomorrow, but I can't remember what it is. And I think it's supposed to be at my house. Well, just hang on, but just wear clothes. <laughs> just in case. I mean, you remember how Lucas was naked all the time? I got to talk quietly so he doesn't hear me. Remember how Lucas was naked like all the like time growing every up? Every day for the first seven years of his life. Still going. <laughs> still. Still. I'll walk in the house and I'm like, why are you naked? He's like, I had to poop. Like, why do you have to get naked to do that? <laughs> why don't you put clothes on after? Oh. <clears throat> Um, Casey says I'm working from home, so I'm saving a lot of driving time every day, but I bought a hybrid in January. So it's not like I'm saving any money. Oh yeah. There's a, there is an actual first world problem. The cash prices are the lowest in history. And we can't drive anywhere. It's crazy. Um, Matt says last night it was foggy, so I couldn't just look out the window and see all the horses with the flashlight for a night check. So I walked out in my pasture and my slippers and then he posted a picture of his slippers. They will never be the same (laughs) they are completely covered in mud uh jenny says i had someone coming to look at a horse i have for sale but i had to cancel due to the state shutdown stupid coronavirus (laughs) jenny i had drax sold and the morning she's supposed to come get him she's never mind uh, Alexis says, I can't go to the barn, but all my riding laundry is done and now I have no room in my closet. <laughs> that is a first world problem. <laughs> Lorraine says, last night we, <laughs> um, <laughs> I gotta read it as Lorraine cause she's, you know, Lorene. from New York. Last night, after we ate dinner in the barn, oh, after we ate dinner, the barn owner called because Rocky was causing trouble in his paddock and she needed us to come over. And I had to leave my house without any makeup on. Lorene <laughs> <laughs> has to be the only of our listeners that goes to the barn in makeup. <laughs> uh, Courtney one, says it one was. One more. Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, gosh. What am I going to do? Um, I always cause Jamie panic when I say one more. Okay, I'm going to do two more. Um, <laughs> that's Courtney, what happens every time. <laughs> Courtney says it was so nice outside all weekend, but I couldn't ride because I tweaked my neck doing stupid yard work. Who needs a garden anyway? Girl, I just planted like four, t- four tomato plants. Four. And I'm like, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get so old? 
And then uh, since Glenn's mean, I can't do the rest of them. Chelsea says, I have too much time to horse shop, but I I can't buy another horse right now. And it's like the ultimate window shopping with no money. Right? That's true. It's like you have all this time to like sit and flip through, you know, horse and hound or new vocations and, and you can't have anything. <laughs> That's right. That's Sucks. But again, thank you. To, if you want to submit first world problems, here's what you need to do, Glenn. You go to horsesinthemorning.com or horseradionetwork.com. Scroll down the right-hand side of the page. There's an auditor banner. And for as little as $3 a month, you too can become an auditor of the Horse Radio Network. Get into the super secret room for the auditors and have all kinds of discussion and all kinds of support right now going on in there. That's for sure. Uh, but you also get to play in the fun games that we do. Why don't you tell us about Kemen Industries? I will, but I would like to mention yes. that I made coffee myself, and um, I made it a little strong, and I am a little, little zippy. I'm a little shaky. <laughs> I just noticed. I'm like, I'm supposed to read this commercial. I'm like, ooh, slow it's down, vibrating, relax, <laughs> just read it slow. Do you want me to read it? You okay? No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Here's the least surprising statistic you will hear all day. According to an annual Gallup poll, Americans are the most stressed people on the planet. This may not come as a surprise either, and your horse gets stressed out too. Every horse experiences stress caused by things like exercise, environmental conditions like the weather, or their everyday surroundings. Travel causes horse stress just like humans, even simple diet changes, and all of these variables contribute to stress levels of your horse. This might also come as a surprise. You can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horse chromium every day by lowering the levels of the stress hormone cortisol and optimizing energy use feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep health performance and overall well-being but this part is important don't just feed any chromium feed your horse the only fda reviewed source of chromium proportionate on the market today chemtrace chromium from chemin ask for it by name and stress less learn more about chemtrace chromium at chemin.com this is not in the ad. I think I would like some of that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see if they can ship some over to you. <laughs> is that human grade? <laughs> Actually, it doesn't matter. Just send it over. I don't care. I'll eat it. All right. We're going to go to our first guest up today is Julie Forsyth, who I think lives down near me someplace. Uh, and she is a distance driver. Yeah, you've heard about long-distance riders, but there's this... Oh, okay, uh, so this is not like a social distancing driver. Like, no, you sit on that side of the cart, <clears throat> and I'll sit on this no, side. Not, no, this is 25-mile drives in your carriage. Oh, man, that sounds awful. So it's I'm like endurance kidding. riding. You did so well at that. So. I loved driving and endurance riding. <laughs> For those who don't know, I did try both of those Individually, not together. Um, and I uh, realized eventing is kind of where I need to hang my hat. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't do well at either, which is why I'm leading this interview with, <laughs> with Julie. Driving I mean, is terrifying. <laughs> Julie is, I, yeah, she must be uh, from near me. She has the same phone number. <clears throat> I don't know why we're here. Oh. Hey, Julie, it's Glenn and Jamie on Horses in the Morning. You're on the air. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Good. Thanks for joining us today. You know, we were just talking about the fact that Jamie ha- tried both driving and endurance riding separately and hated both. So I'm leading this interview because... Uh... It's not that I hated them. It's that I'm terrible at them. I thought driving was terrifying and I thought endurance riding was, you know, hard on the, the rump. 
Well, you don't have that problem with the carriage, do you, Julie? Nope. We have the nicest suspension, airbags all the way around. Ooh, ride see? Nice. I need to ride with her. You Julie. can't just call a guest and tell them I hate what they do, Glenn. Jeez. <laughs> I, it's just that I don't have those skills. Julie, are you talking directly into your phone? You're not on a speaker. I'm on a speaker. Want yeah. me to take it off? Yeah. Yes, please. <clears throat> That'll be, we can hear you better. Is that any better? Yeah, we can hear you better okay. that way. So now there's the, we talked a couple of years ago about endurance driving becoming a thing. Kind of explain what it is and, and how it happens. Uh, <laughs> well, the driving kind of mimics the riding. Um, it's covering a certain amount of distance in a, a lot of the amount of time. You're trying to get within the window, not necessarily be the fastest or the slowest. There are penalty points for being too fast and too slow. Okay. You need to stay on track and you need to have the timing right. So you're checking your mileage as you're going along. And the one that you guys were at, which must have been the last show to ever happen in the United States here, was on March 12th through the 15th. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, and you did 25-mile and 12-mile divisions, right? Right. Which 12 and did and you half do? Miles, yeah. I did the 12 and a half miles, which was the intro division. It's not a regulatory division. It's like um, a startup beginner division. And that's because you are startup at this, aren't you? Yep. That was my first one. Tell us about your horses. Uh, they are a pair of uh, draft Shetland crosses. They're about 12 oh and a half hands God. a piece. Aren't that they cute? Has to be uh, the regulation, ever. <clears throat> they are cute. Regulation says they have to be 11 and a half hands, so they're slightly over being eligible to compete and they came in with some of the nicest uh, physical fitness scores of the whole day let's just so start with your ponies condition. are as cute as any ponies i've ever seen in a pair oh my god <laughs> yeah they really are <laughs> they're, they're, they're cuddly pain. too yes they're so they're very pretty. sweet they're so pretty even so. the veterinarians were saying that they're so sweet you know if they thought ponies were nasty i'm like no they're not nasty you know <laughs> So really you go well, out. The draft for, cross gets you that too. Yeah. What what kind of draft draft cross? Spotted draft. Spotted draft. Where they get their color from. Yeah, because they they have white yeah. legs. Their their manes are partly white and and uh, is it black or bay? I can't tell from this picture, but um, they're black and white. Yeah, they're so pretty. <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, so what what was your biggest challenge in going out and driving twelve miles in a division? Oh, my biggest challenge is not getting lost out there because you go for miles where you don't hear or see anybody. So, but the trail was really well marked, much more so than some of the combined driving that I've been doing in the past. It was really well marked so that if you went on for quite a ways, you'd see these little flags blowing in the trees, you know, and you know that you're still on course. And then, and then it's, you know, it's judging when your horses start to get tired, what, what your next move is. Because about three quarters of the way through, one of the horses broke into like a full body sweat. And that was concerning because I'd never seen her do that before, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just we figured out we had extra time. So we just walked a while to rest her, which is permissible. It's, it's all judged on what time you come back. So um, we actually were right in the middle of the window. Exactly calculated to perfection by my partner. Wow, that's terrific. And you do, in your case, you did have a, uh, you had somebody in the back of the carriage with you, right? Right. I'm one one of the only ones that did that. I I noticed that a lot of the carriages dropped off the second person to reduce the weight. Now, that may change as the the, um, sport gets more advanced because um, 
they're not really used to having two people in a team, but on most other competitions, when you take out a, a pair of horses, you need to have a second person. It's required. But um, the rules are not set that way in the uh, Cedra stuff because they're just getting into it and they're not even used to the idea that this is what usually happens at a carriage show. But should something break or whatever on the carriage, there's no way you can hang on to the horses and fix the repair, which is why you need second person. Yeah, it's a safety thing. I mean, anytime I go out, I make sure I have a right. second person because you can't get off the carriage, hold the horse, and do everything all at the same time. It's just impossible. And it's, exactly. and, and it's right. very dangerous. Uh, and you mentioned Cedra. That's the Southeastern Distance Riders Association who are now starting to put these on, too. One of the things that I noticed with my cart, I have, a, and I think you used to have one, I have a Fry Sprint cart. Um, which has this mm -hmm. and the solid tires, uh, you know, right. ri driving around here. And I saw this in the notes that people were making about this drive is it's very sandy. And when you get into the thicker sand, those tires, those hard solid tires don't do as well as the, as the tires with air, the fatter tires. Um, and, right. And which uh, did you have? And I'm still competing with hard tires. Yeah. I mean, I, I still am. Um, I don't like to switch wheels around. It's just a personal thing with me because I've had them, get sand in the bearing, things like that from being taken apart. And right when you don't suspect it, you have a breakdown due to something that happened because you switched tires around. So I'm just, I don't like to do it personally, but I don't know what I'll do if I continue to stay in the sport because I probably at some point would have to switch to the rubber tires. Yeah, I mean, we've driven places where I actually felt bad for the pony, you know, because it gets deep. And then I try and avoid all the deep places because it is hard to pull. I mean, it's hard yeah. to pull um, with the, with those particular tires. So, uh, you know, I, I'm I'm actually thinking about at some point. I was thinking about, till all of this happened, I was thinking about replacing mine with, with uh, rubber tires, with air-filled uh, tires, just for that reason. So it was fun. Did you have a good time? Sure. I had a great time. They were wonderful people. The prizes were great. I, I won three different shirts and a muck bucket. So it's almost like I don't have to do laundry for a week. <laughs> <laughs> you were yeah, the best rookie. No, I'd, rather, I'd you, rather get something I can use than a ribbon, you know? And you were the best rookie. You just, won your division and you were the best conditioned. So I think that says a lot about your turnout yeah. that day. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. No, that's that's terrific. I think it's a fun sport. I, you know, this is one I could see. I will never do. Everybody's been bugging me about doing CDEs with my hackney, and I just, I, you know, I, I'm not into it. I don't want to memorize a test. I don't. I'm just not into any of the parts of it. But this I could see doing because it's simple. You go out, you follow some markers, hope you don't get lost, and you come in. I could do that probably. Yeah, well, the CDEs are really tough because. There's no margin for error. You take one little wrong turn, you, you know, you make the littlest mistake and you're not just points off, you're eliminated, which is a lot when the entries are running three, four hundred dollars up. You right. know, I mean, that to me is kind of harsh and they make the courses almost sometimes to trap you into making a mistake. And it's almost like you don't even have a chance to show how good a driver you are because there, there are these traps out there that you keep falling into. Or at least I do. I get lost out there. And, uh, and the memory, you know, as you get older too, is just—it's hard. It, you know, I hadn't noticed. It's just hard to to get through a three-day event and um, keep it all together. You know, I and agree. The That's why it, I don't you do get it. Handed a ribbon. You don't even get a—you don't even get a prize. You get a little ribbon. You know, well, and that to me is 
harsh. I hope this takes off. I hope it becomes a thing across the country. I think it's fun. It's it's accessible to everybody. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter the size pony or horse that you have. You can do it. You don't. You know, you can do one, two, or fours if you wanted to. It's just uh, a cool thing. Thank you so much, Julie, for joining us. We really appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Julie. Bye. Now, I could really see doing this. This is one I could see doing. Remember that whole, like, you go off course, you get eliminated? Yeah. That's where you would really have a hard time. Well, no, this you don't have. I think you can find your way back because there's nobody in the woods watching. <laughs> you know what, though? Isn't it like if you're trail riding or you're, you're endurance riding and you go off course, your horse kind of walks through the woods and, like, steps over some logs or something. What do you do when you're... You can't get over it with your tires. No, you pretty much have to stay on a trail of some sort. <laughs> it's like, yeah. We've done, we've gone out too, and the trail's around here with the carriage, <clears throat> and Jennifer's riding, and we'll, the trail, there'll be a log out there. We have to turn around. I mean, I can't go over it. So if they're smaller, I go over them. If they're about six inches, once they get to, you know, eight, ten inches, the, it's, it's kind of a hard jolt to get over it. Although, Scooter By the way, would do thanks it. for telling the guest that I pretty much hate what she does. Like, wow. <laughs> She seemed really to warm up to me because of that. Thanks, Glenn. You're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> Let's call our next guest. She already hates us both. So <laughs> actually, no. Uh, Let's keep Je- it consistent. <laughs> Jessica Phoenix has been coming on our shows for lit- literally 12 years. She's been, uh, she started on the World Equestrian Games show with us, the 2010 show with Samantha and I, all those years ago. And she's been coming on our show for years and years and years. She's an Olympic eventer. She competes for Canada. She's one of the sweetest, nicest people you're ever going to meet. We met her when she was a young pup, and now she has a family and like 25 kids and still competing. <laughs> so uh, let's give Jessica a call and see if we can get her please on. Don't, please don't make her mad initially upon answering the phone. Okay, I'll try not to. I'm trying to do better that way. <clears throat> I try not, I don't make all the guests mad. <laughs> You're just today. <laughs> Hello. Hello, Jessica. You have Glenn Hi, and Glenn. Jamie on Horses in the Morning, and we're live. Hi, Jessica. How, how are you guys? Good. Oh, my gosh. We're so glad to talk to you. How, how is life in Canada right now with all of this craziness? Well, honestly, today is an extremely exciting day because Jacob just turned 10. Oh, my goodness. Happy birthday, Jacob. Yeah, we're in full party mode. (laughs) How exactly did that happen so fast? Uh, Oh, my gosh, Glenn. 10 years? We were just talking about when we met you, you were a young puppy, and now you're all grown up with 25 kids. It's amazing. That's crazy, huh? Yeah. (laughs) What do you do? It's funny how two... Two children can feel like 25. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing for his birthday today? I mean, obviously, like, can you have people over and can you have a party? Is there bounce houses? What, what do you do? Okay, well, normally his birthdays would look a lot different than than what it's looking like today. But okay, so we just got home from Florida just over a week ago. So we're still in self-quarantine. So we actually can't have anyone on the farm. Um, so it's been a lot of FaceTime calls, which we love. And then he got a new bike. So we will just be touring around the farm on his new bike. Wow. Oh, but yeah. happy birthday. I'm, I'm asking because my son is going to be seven soon and I'm like, what do I do? And actually getting him a new bike sounds like a good idea. 
Yeah. Jacob's pretty pumped. Uh, look, look, I know he can't hear this, but maybe you can play it back to him later. This is for you, Jacob. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy, happy birthday to you. <laughs> That's the best. He's going to love that. <laughs> Jessica, I got a question for you. So now you're you're gonna you just went up from Florida, so you've been working down here, obviously. But Lord knows how long this thing's gonna go. At least another month or two at this rate. What do you do to keep your horses? Are you trying to keep them in shape, or are you gonna give them some time off? And then when you come back, will you have to bring them up gradually, or you know, you're not gonna throw them in a five star the first day, right? Yeah, I mean, our horses were really fit and ready to compete. Um, They had just done the CCI at Red Hills, and I was actually just looking at their photos on Shannon Brinkman's website this morning, and it just seems like a year ago that we were at that event with everything that's happened within the last couple of weeks. Um, But yeah, it is business as usual here at Team Phoenix, and we are training those horses every day, just like normal. Um, So when we are when we are good to go for the shows again, they will be ready to rock. And did you have any trouble on your drive back getting into Canada or anywhere along the way? Uh, It was like an apocalypse driving home. There was no one on the roads. It was the most efficient trip ever. And we got to the Canadian border and they were like, welcome home. (laughs) And we were there for less than, honestly, we were there for less than 15 seconds. They asked us nothing. Really? Wow. Did yeah. they tell you to self-quarantine yep. when you went through? Uh, they handed us a piece of paper that said uh, you need to self-quarantine for 14 days. You know, the only thing we see heading north here in Florida are tractor-trailer trucks and motorhomes, and they're all from Canada heading home. So you probably passed yeah. a few of those on the way north, too. <laughs> so. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> what are you? Are you... Do you think you're going to be enjoying this? Is it fun to be home with the kids and not have responsibility for a little while? Or or, I know how pumped you are about life. So uh, you are also a competitor. It's a huge change. I mean, Joel and I were just talking about this the other day. Like, we have no plans on our weekends indefinitely. And that's the first time that's ever happened because I'm normally at horse shows and he's normally at cow shows. And it's just a huge change in our lives. and actually, it's it's kind of a nice change. Like, it's nice to be able to stay home and enjoy your family and not have to worry about uh, who's going to be looking after your children every weekend. And we can really just relax and get things tidied up at home and uh, focus on our family, which is, uh, it's hard that it's, you know, had to be a pandemic for us to do this. <laughs> But you get to look over at him and you're like, who the hell are you? Where did you come I know. from? <laughs> I know. I'm sure Joel's love is growing for me every day. <laughs> yeah. That's just happening with my husband and I. Our love is just yes. blossoming. It's blossoming. Yep. Yep. Exponentially. <laughs> are you doing anything? I'm like, oh, Joel, we can do these jobs. Look at what we could do out here. We could do this. <laughs> I, I saw a couple of overly ambitious inventors are actually actually working out and everything in the meantime, too, other than riding their horses. Are you doing any of that? Or are you figuring your horses and all the extra work around the barn is good? Um, so yesterday, Joel and I did some fencing together. We had a family fencing day. And that's pretty hard work, like drilling the holes and then getting the posts in the ground and 
So that felt like a workout, but I was thinking like my children have all this extra energy. So I'm going to implement a family run every day. <gasps> That's good. I like that. And the farm is it's pretty hilly. So I think we're going to be super fit at the end of this. One last. Is it, That's ba- it. Jessica, <laughs> is it bad that so we have, we have 20 acres and it's kind of hilly as well. And I actually paid my son to, I was like, I'll give you $2 if you run to the very back fence and you run back. And he was like, Two dollars? I'm like two bucks, man. And he's like, see ya. <laughs> he see, that's off. a good investment. Thank you. Yeah, I thought it was yes. pretty good. Now he won't do it again. He's like, no, nah, I need like five. <laughs> <laughs> the smart businessman. Yep. Yep. So have has there that's been any awesome. word down? I by the way, I did see the Olympics now have been rescheduled for the end of August, beginning of September again, right? Uh that's what I heard. Um, next year, of course. Uh, but did, have there been any word on what they're going to do for qualifications or starting? I guess everybody will have to start over. I mean, there might be new horses and I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Um, definitely, I guess we'll look to the FEI for that. Um, I would think that they would make it just straight across the board, but it would be very interesting to see when our shows actually start back up. And if they just continue with the same qualification period, like it'll be interesting to see what they do. Cause the next chance you would have at a, at the biggest show here, uh, you know, th- I, I got to thinking there's a blessing in disguise here with uh, Land Rover being canceled is that now we have another five-star event coming up in the fall right. in October in, in Maryland at Fairhill. Yep. So we didn't have that last year, right? If it had been canceled last year, yeah. there would have been none. So I guess that's what, yep. providing we open up and Lord knows we don't, none of us know what's going to happen, but providing we open up and you guys can travel again, you're, that's what you're shooting for, right? With your big horses. And it probably will be a qualifier at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> well, Jessica, it's it's so interesting when I think back to the years we've known you when Samantha and I interviewed you for the first time when you didn't have a kids and all of that. Um, <laughs> 11, 12 years ago, how one, how you have changed, how we've all changed, right, over that period of right. time, and how you're absolutely right. The last three weeks have seemed about the same length of time as I've known you. Yeah, it's, when <laughs> we look back at what has happened in the last three weeks, it seems like, oh my gosh, it seems like it could have started years ago. So tell everybody which horse or horse says they should be looking out for you as you make your big comeback, you go to Fairhill, and you win the five-star. Oh my gosh, which horse? I don't even know which one to say. <laughs> I think the uh, the group of horses that I have right now is pretty awesome. Um, it's definitely an incredibly competitive group, and we have a huge number of awesome owners that are totally invested in these horses. Um, and it's really, really an exciting time as I look forward at my string of horses. Um, so Pavarotti, he's really coming into his prime at the young age of 18. (laughs) 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 So he actually, I don't know what we'll do with him this fall with the Olympics being postponed to another year. Um, But for sure he's, he's in top form. Um, So he's definitely one to look for. And was was that kind of your goal was taking Pavarotti to the Olympic games this year and, and uh, anything in the future for him, or was that going to be his big, kind of finish? Well, I kind of just go year by year and like as they start to mature and 
um, come towards the end of their illustrious careers, we really just look to the horses to see how long they want to keep going for. Um, and honestly, Pavarotti just seems to be getting better and better. He's like a fine wine. He's such a competitive horse and his body is just so, so incredible the way he can take care of himself and the way his muscle has developed and stayed and his fitness. Like he's just such an incredible athlete. So as long as he wants to keep going for, we will, we will go for it. And if there's any sight of him saying that he uh, wants an easier life, then we will give that to him as well. Um, but yeah, it's interesting to see how the horses mature in their, with their age and get com- more competitive. It's pretty exciting. Well, speaking of Pavarotti, um, what do you think? Yeah. Do you have something that you think, oh gosh, like what's the magic for him? I mean, granted, he's an amazing horse and he's taking care of himself, but come on, give yourself credit. You're taking care of him and you're doing an amazing yeah. job to keep a horse at that level going that strong for that long. What do you think some of your like, your big, definite the definite things you have to have in his life okay so the definite things are you have to have an excellent barrier um so andy virgo has worked with him for almost his entire career and i give him a ton of credit um you have to be surrounded by incredible veterinarians to have them on like a superb schedule of you know whatever they need and dr usha kanabi has been with him like twice a week, every single week doing body work and chiropractic acupuncture. She's just a master at keeping horses' bodies happy. And then with our team vet, Dr. Jan Hendrickson, he's, he's done such a great job. And Dr. Lisa Canella, Casanella in Florida. Um, we just have such a great group of people around him that I think it makes it really easy for him to just go and, and do his job. And then the training program, like David O'Connor and Jackie Brooks have been my coaches for forever. And I think, I think the program that you train them in really, it's a testament to those programs. So before awesome. we, before we let you go, um, I, I so got, no magic pill, Glenn, is I, what yeah, you're saying. I know that's what you were looking for. But. <laughs> I feed this Well, we're developing the magic pill. <laughs> it's available for purchase on my website. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I wanted. No, that's awesome. You're doing an amazing job, and I know it's not cheap, and I know it's a lot of work, and, uh, you know, kudos to you. But, yeah, a magic pill would be great. If you could take some of his yeah. blood, spin it down, get the yeah. plasma, have some sort yeah. of, like, pill form developed, that'd be great. Done. This is why this show has the new tagline that Jamie came up with earlier in the show, cotton candy for your brain. That's why this show has that tagline. So, so (laughs) Jessica, you know, I got to ask you this from a professional writer's point of view, obviously, you know, when, when we take a look at our listeners, so many of them have been laid off and lost their jobs and, you know, just are losing income for whatever reason. And, you know, us too, you know, Jamie and I both. So what, what, what with a professional rider, were you guys actually save money by not showing and traveling or what will you lose my income? Um, well, we'll definitely be saving money from not traveling and paying horse show fees, but we definitely will be losing more money than we're saving. Um, just because, you know, horseback riding is, is what you do with your extra income. So a lot of people will be pulling back and making cuts and saving money until they kind of see where this crazy world is heading. So I think what you have to do is just love what you do every single day and take strength from your horses and enjoy 
enjoy the happiness that they provide you and know that everything will turn out in the end. Well, there's nothing we can add to that. JessicaPhoenix.com is where you can find Jessica. Thank you so much for always. By the way, I never contact Jessica in advance. It's always like three hours before she's supposed to come on. So, <laughs> Thanks for answering his phone calls. <laughs> she hasn't blocked You're welcome. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever delete your phone number. I love talking to you guys. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> Take care. Never say never, Jess. Come on. <laughs> you know better than that. <laughs> All right. Have a great day, guys. Bye, Bye Jess. Happy birthday, Bye. Jacob. <laughs> Thank you. I wonder how many ex-boyfriends she said that to, too. Uh, I will never, ever leave you. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> See ya. I love her. She's so sweet. She has the best laugh. You she does have that, a great so laugh. It. She really does. And she's been so nice to us over the years. And we love watching her ride, too. She's a great Again, ride. I'm still shocked she answers her phone calls. It's amazing to me. <laughs> and I literally contacted her last night because we had a guest cancel. And I said, can you come on tomorrow morning? Sure. Well, the one nice thing is it's been funny. We've had guests cancel. And right now, you would think they wouldn't be canceling. And yet, we've been able to get guests that we can't normally get. It's just weird. It's just a weird time. Do you know what's funny is, thinking back to what she just said, she said, I will never, ever delete your phone number. Now, here's the thing. My brother used to um, date a lot, and and his phone would ring, and it would say DNA. And I'm like, DNA? What does that mean? He's like, do not answer. (laughs) <laughs> so she might not delete your phone number, but she might label you as DNA. <laughs> I have spam and I put all, I, I tag all the phone numbers that I know are just crap. And I tag there, there are, I looked the other day, there are 250 phone numbers tagged to that. So there you go. Hey, hopefully you <clears throat> never get a friend named spam and then you're screwed. <laughs> Before we get to uh, Deanne, I wanted to mention that one of our other terrific sponsors today is, uh, is a company that's been with us for a long time but has to take a break. Uh, OvationRiding.com. They're headquartered in Pennsylvania, and this is not a secret. They're headquartered in Pennsylvania, and right now Pennsylvania is closed. And because they don't sell anything that's essential to the horse, they sell things that are essential to the rider. As you know, we've been talking about them for years, about helmets and breeches and all the other stuff they sell for the riders. They were deemed non-essential, so they had to close their warehouse. So they're not shipping right now. They're going to be taking a break with us and, and basically all their advertising and nobody coming back when when shipping has begun or began again. So I just wanted to let you know their products are still in stores. If you see Innovation product, uh, definitely take a look at it. If you can buy it, buy it. Uh, they're, they're a terrific company. They've supported us. Jeez, Jamie, what, six, eight years? Long time. Yeah. Um, and the, all these companies are going through tough times. They want to be open. They're not allowed to be open. They're not allowed to ship products to the stores. So, you know, they're, they're, it, it's, it's tough times all around. But uh, thank you for helping support our sponsors in the past. And Ovation, you know, we love you guys. And we'll definitely be here when, when you get back in operation. Also, I need a new helmet soon, too. So, you know, they better still have them. Also, I wanted to mention real quick, we will be having a post-show for what for what voice I have left. But Distance Depot has been a sponsor of ours for years as well. They've been coming on every endurance episode. They're also the ones that have the HRN store. So if you need something, please take a look at the Distance Depot. If you want some swag, if you want to run around with HRN logos on your head or your chest or your butt, I don't know. They have all different kinds of stuff over there. Saddle pads, all different kinds of things with HRN and Horses in the Morning logos. You can find them at thedistancedepot.com. They have a terrific selection. And 
from what I hear, they're one of the best at customer service. We have ordered custom stuff from them before, halters and all different kinds of stuff. They do custom, and they get it out immediately, I mean, right away. So people have ordered HRN stuff, get it immediately, and they're still in operation, and they're still running, so thedistancedepot.com, you can find them over there. And we're going to head, I want to talk to you after the show, in the post-show with the auditors, about TV shows, and a couple, I know you were watching the Tiger thing, which is just blown up bizarre, but there's a couple others I've been watching I wanted to talk to you about, too, so let's talk oh, about Oh, I'm this. dying to know what, I need to find something to binge, I watched something last night, I couldn't get through half an episode. All right, well, let's talk about which one that is, too. So we'll do that in the post-show. But now we're going to go over to Deanne. And let's get her on the line here from Horse Nation. And she had an article you wanted to talk about. She is not there yet. Well, let me try and see. Sometimes it says they're not there, and they're actually there. There she is. Hello. How are you this morning? What's happening, girl? How's your sanity holding up? You know, I am fortunate to be one of the people who takes care of the horses at the barn where I board. So I get to feed a number of mornings a week. And normally I wouldn't say get to. Right now I'm saying get to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, get to get so out it's, your house. <laughs> yes, it's keeping me sane. How about you? you? Oh, yeah. Well, I don't have twins. I just have one. But yeah, I swear, like... Amazon needs to come quicker because what I'm doing to keep my child entertained is buying Legos, the mini Legos, the like architectures that have 9 million mini pieces. And I'm like, just sit here, do some Legos, build, build, build things. You're learning all about Trafalgar Square and the Dubai skyline. (laughs) Please. So I bought him the Trafalgar Square and I was like, oh my God, this is going to take him like forever. Oh, like I wake up in the morning and he's out working on it. He finished in like a day. I'm like, there's 1,400 pieces. Stop it. You need to get him one of the Star Wars ones that's like enormous. Well, they're expensive, but the architecture ones aren't that expensive. Ah, So, you know, I probably could have just bought the Millennium Falcon or something and spent 600 bucks and he'd been good for a couple months. But yeah, I didn't do that. Like or, or a week. Yeah, or a week. Or like a day and a half because he won't sleep and he'll just do Legos. So anyway, well, what are you doing to keep your boys entertained? Um, well, so I actually have two girls and one boy. Oh, that's um, right. I pretty much am letting them run wild. <laughs> um, okay. Occasionally I corral them because the oldest has online work to do. Um, our school district actually was like really in credible and ahead of the curve in getting their online classes rolled out like we We still don't have ours so you're ahead of me that's awesome right like our school closed thursday night so we didn't have school friday by tuesday we had google classroom set up with work for the kids wow so yeah so i really actually i don't often do this i really have to commend the school district for a good job (laughs) And then, but, but, but other than that, what are you doing to entertain them? I'm, I'm, I asked Jessica Phoenix who's on earlier and I kind of asked her too, because I'm, I'm just running out of ideas. Um, so I did something that I should have done a long time ago, but I'm a bad parent apparently. So we definitely developed a chore chart. So everybody has chores. Um, that's not going very well, but like we're trying. <laughs> 
<laughs> and my, you know, when my eight-year-old threw a fit because she made her bed and then slept in it and it was messy the next day, I was like, you're just now figuring this out. <laughs> like, where have I gone wrong? Um, let's see. It was like 70-something degrees yesterday, so I kicked them all outside. Um, where We have a pretty big yard, so they can go, you know, like run up and down the hill and try to avoid the emergency room. Um, bike rides. There have been a lot of bike rides and dog walking. Okay. The dog's Hi. thrilled. So that doesn't really help you. They're not great ideas. <laughs> no, we're, we're doing a lot of bike riding too. And, and uh, yeah, the dogs are in constant play. So but one of our, the only dog that we have that actually wants to exert energy, you just throw the ball. Right. Just throw the ball a lot. <laughs> yep. My well, dog I, definitely thinks this is the best thing ever. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, so many dogs are like, Brock again. Great. Um, <laughs> so one of the articles that you posted, I think it was Marcella posted and it's about, uh, foals. Yes. Foals aren't for the faint of heart, or at least mine isn't. I, I resemble this article and <laughs> I, I had to, I actually had a conference on the air with Monty Roberts on what to do with this monster that came out of my sweet mare. So talk a little bit about what she's going through. So, and I have to say, I did actually get to meet this foal. Um, so she's not exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let me clarify and say that the mare is one of my all-time favorite mares. Like she's my ideal horse. Um, but she's, we used to call her the dragon. And her name is Boontown Tilly. And for a while, when she was at our barn, the barn manager might have called her Tillicum, which, you know, is the um, <laughs> the um, orca that Blackfish was about, the one that, like, killed all those people. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, which is, <laughs> sorry, dark sense of humor. But she actually, she just, you know, she's a worker. She's all business. She's not cuddly. She can be friendly, but, like, don't stall her or she hates everyone. Um, and you know, she's smart, she's feisty, she learns things really quickly. And so the foal we've all decided is just like a mini Tilly and doesn't want you to come in love on her. She wants to run and buck and not be led. And, you know, the foal was born and, um, Marcella, we call her Marcy. The vet said, you know, like work on leading her, but you can't pull on her face, you know, so just like use a butt strap, you know, all the things you're supposed to do with a foal mm -hmm. and, you know, and you use the butt strap because you think that the foal's not going to go forward and it's going to rear up and flip over and get hurt and all, you know, all, all the things. Marcy's like, going forward is not the problem. She's like, the foal's dragging me around the yard running and bucking. And she's like, and here I am trying not to pull on its face. Yeah. Yeah. You do the bear hug around the neck, grabbing the chest and you're just like water skiing everywhere. Right. Uh, right. So the foal doesn't want to be loved on. She finally lets Marcy pet her, but like just now. <laughs> Well, I had this problem with the current Colt now <clears throat> gelding that I have. He's, he just <laughs> turned a year old and he was born last uh, St. Patrick's Day before last. So he came out and his mom is the sweetest mare on the planet. Okay. The sweetest, she's an Oldenburg mare, sweetest mare ever. And the problem is she's so sweet. She does not ever reprimand her foals. Like, I, this is the second one I've had. And I'm like, you just don't let them rear up and strike you mom. And she's like, just takes it. Cause she's so nice. I love you, baby. <laughs> like she's one of those moms that like, like encourages her children to ransack the grocery store. Just be free, you know, do whatever you want to do. And so this, this foal, his name is Stanley. 
he oh <laughs> we have an avengers theme here lucas named him uh so stanley is a monster when he was born and i i didn't know what to do I, you walk in the stall now i have an attached paddock so i didn't have to lead him anywhere thank god but like you know you have to dip the navel and then for a couple days and he needed some medication and just all the things that you have to do to a foal hands-on the first couple days and he was I would walk in the stall and I swear to you, Dan, he would turn and rear up and come at me with his front legs. Just like, Hey, you're here. Like, I'm gonna give you a proper human hug. You know, you're like, (laughs) get off me, get down. So he was just a monster. So Monty came on this show and we talked about it and we were doing like a little Q and a, and I was like, so what happens if this person that I know, Oh, has this full, (laughs) I'm asking for a friend. And he's like, leave it alone. Just leave it alone. And he actually said to leave it alone for, you know, for a couple months and just let it be, leave it alone. Don't touch, don't try to do anything. You're just going to get yourself hurt. And, you know, for him, castration was eminent with a monster baby (laughs) like this. And so I left him alone. And after two weeks of not touching him, he's turned in to the sweetest, like, please, I didn't mean to hurt you. I love you so much. I'll promise I'll be good. And just like in two weeks, boom, personality change. And this is the nicest yearling would never push on you. Is kind stands there. And I feel like me just isolating him and just being like, you have to go just be a horse. I'm not going to touch you for as long as it takes. And all of a sudden he appreciates human contact. So that might be something you could suggest to her. But I was reading this article and I was like, girl, I get it. Because you're expecting this beautiful bundle of joy and you breed Satan. Well, right. And she's had like another mare that had a foal. And, you know, she posted the picture of her kissing it. She goes, the baby just wanted to sit in your lap like it wanted, you know, the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I will say I've been monitoring... Um, social media comments a little bit more carefully than I normally would because I fully acknowledge that people have time on their hands, which can breed a lot of fun comments. And you have time (laughs) on your hands. (laughs) Oh yeah, totally. (laughs) But uh, I I laughed at a number of the people who read the article and commented on Facebook like, oh my gosh, I had the same experience. And one thing that one of them said that did stand out is they said, you know what? I tell you what, those feisty foals that I had to correct early ended up being much better two-year-olds when it came time to kind of break them out because they had been corrected and sort of had had the conversation. Um, Whereas like the ones that were sweet and had never had any need to like have a conversation had like this crisis the first time they had to be corrected, which I thought was really interesting. That's funny because the, the, the Philly, his, the, the monster who's now an angel, his full sister, I imprinted her and I was like, I'm going to try imprinting. Well, when he was born, I was like, I'm not imprinting him because she is a nightmare. You can't get her off you. She's like, I want to be right next to you and I want to breathe in your face and I want to blow in your nose and I want to just stand here in their 20 acre field. If you're sitting out there, she is next to you. And you think (laughs) you can't get get off me. And again, she's going to make a great horse for somebody who wants, you know, has one horse. Me, I'm like, I have too many. I don't have time for you to get off me, you know, but it's the same kind of thing. She was never corrected as a baby. And so now, I mean, it, it would break her heart if you were ever. So that's interesting that you say that. 
Oh, she needs like a teenage girl who's just going to braid her hair and like give yes. her Yes. Like, and by teenage, I mean like a 12 year old going into teen years who's just going to like love on her. Or an adult amateur who, who has always wanted a horse and finally, you know, gets one and, and, and would appreciate, yeah, somebody just grooming her and braiding yes. her mane and, you know, stuff like that. So, so yeah, she'll, she'll eventually find the right, the right human for. Her. But that's interesting that you have that kind of, that dichotomy of, of foals versus how they turn out versus how they're raised. I'm reading some of these comments and they are funny because, I love the ones that are like, yeah, buy a two-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably more sensible. Well, Deanne, all these articles, this one and some other ones. And by the way, it doesn't help that the baby is like the cutest thing ever. Oh, right. Right. I uh, And of course, I, when I told you like this mare is like my one of my favorite horses ever. And don't tell mine I said that. But like, I'm like, I just want to squeeze you and love you. And the mare looks at me like, um, which don't touch my baby. And then the baby's <laughs> yeah. like, bye. <laughs> I love this, this, this uh, paragraph. And she's speaking of the foal. She is the wildest beast that not even my nightmares could make up. She is probably more feral than the wild ponies on Assateague Island. No matter how much I try to work with her and teach her, she just ain't having it. <laughs> Sounds about right. And leave her alone. Make hey, her Dan, miss you. Can you, uh, yes. can you hang on to uh, our post show? We're going to be talking about TV shows. I thought it'd be fun to, if you can, if you have time to hang on. I can do that. All right. He's good. got time. Good. Well, we're going to wrap up today. HorseNation.com. Yeah, HorseNation.com, EventingNation.com, Jumping, all the nations. Just put Nation.com and they come up. Uh, (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's just like too many nations now. Uh, So thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you being here with us today. Don't forget, I will be back on Facebook Live, the coronavirus coverage. That's where we do our serious stuff tonight, 5 o'clock, Facebook Live. We're going to have... We're going to have... the lovely person from Chicory Wealth back on with us who's going to talk about, basically give us an update on where the finances in the world are, stocks and all that stuff. And then uh, we also have a whole, I actually have a whole week planned already of the shows, which is crazy because I never plan ahead. So that's kind of nuts. We also have a listener with you. us tonight. See, this is not cotton candy for your brain. No, this won't be. Uh, then we have Susanna, who's one of our auditors, who's also an EMT, and she's going to kind of give us the EMT perspective. Tomorrow we have Julie, who runs the the um, American Horse Council. So she's going to be talking about it from that way. Wednesday, we have a reporter from the New York Times who we've had on the shows before, Sarah, and uh, she's had this disease over the last 10 days. She's coming on to tell us what it's like in New York and also what it's like to go through this. So she's finally feeling a little bit better. So we have a whole week of shows planned for you. We're going to be talking about fitness, and uh, we're going to have a barn operator on who's going to talk about what it's like to shut your barn down and have everybody mad at you. You know, those kind of things. Tom Hanks had it. Can't you get him on? What's that? Tom Hanks had it. Can't you get him on? Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he's coming on. (laughs) Tom doesn't do many interviews, that's for sure. Well, I I needed to end with a happy story. So my happy story before we end the show is the Boys and Clubs, uh, Girls Clubs of America are doing something really cool in a lot of locations, including here in Ocala. They're doing free breakfast and lunch for any child 18 or under. 
They have a ton of sites set up all over the county. And basically, the child has to be with you. The child shows up, walks up, and they have bagged lunches or bagged breakfasts or boxed lunches, boxed breakfast. They just hand you the box and you walk off. There's no proof needed, nothing. If you're 18 or under, you can get free food. And I just thought that was a really cool thing. Apparently, the donations are helping them do that, and local restaurants are helping them do that. So what a cool thing. The schools are doing that, too. Lucas's school, if you go between 11 and 1, they'll hand lunches out to kids. Well, I think that's and so breakfast. cool because there's so many that would need otherwise. So especially now, I just think it's a cool thing. All right, that's it. We'll have a full week of programming here for you on the light and lively side. Cotton candy for your brain. I love that. Spay, name. neuter, geld. Yay. We're going to use Too much that from now on. Too much fun.